Turn with me to Matthew chapter 27 and verse 50. Matthew 27, 50. I was watching a TV program a number of years back, and I, I saw this tsunami hit this, this uh, city, and it was the most amazing thing. Um, nothing could stand before this wave, and it just destroyed houses, and, and everything before it, it just swept away. It was the most devastating thing possibly that I've ever seen. Um, it seemed to be a power that could not be stopped. Um, God has power that cannot be stopped, and our Lord Jesus Christ has power that cannot be stopped. And one of the things I love about Matthew's account of the, the death and resurrection of Jesus is the evidence on Christ's power uh, that he gives us, the, the the specific things that he shares that show the power of Jesus. Because usually being on a cross was something that was associated with shame. It was associated with defeat. Uh, but for Jesus, the cross was an instrument of power. And through the cross, not only did he deal with our sin, but he set us free uh, and made it possible for us to live a victorious Christian life. So... Um, I want to talk to you today about the power that cannot be stopped. It's Jesus' power and the power of his kingdom. Look with me at verse 50. Jesus shouted again with a loud voice and gave up his spirit. Suddenly the curtain of the sanctuary was split in two from top to bottom. The earth quaked and the rocks were split. The tombs were also opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And they came out of the tombs after his resurrection, entered the holy city, and appeared to many. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they were terrified and said, this man really was God's son. Many women who had followed Jesus from Galilee and ministered to him were there looking on from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. When it was evening, a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph came, who also had become a disciple of Jesus. He approached Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Then Pilate ordered that it be released. So Joseph took the body, wrapped it in clean, fine linen, and placed it in his new tomb, which he had cut into the rock. He left after rolling a great stone against the entrance of the tomb. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were seated there facing the tomb. The next day, which followed the preparation day, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember why this deceiver was still alive. He said, After three days, I will rise again. Therefore, give orders that the tomb be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may come, steal him, and tell the people he's been raised from the dead. The last deception will be worse than the first. You have a guard of soldiers, Pilate told them. Go and make it as secure as you know how. Then they went and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone and setting the guards. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to view the tomb. Suddenly there was a violent earthquake because an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and approached the tomb. He rolled back the stone and was sitting on it. 
His appearance was like lightning, and his robe was as white as snow. The guards were so shaken from fear of him that they became like dead men. But the angel told the women, don't be afraid, because I know who you are looking for, Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been resurrected just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he has been raised from the dead. In fact, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Listen, I have told you. So departing quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy, they ran to tell his disciples the news. Just then Jesus met them and said, Good morning. They came up, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus told them, Don't be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. As they were on their way, some of the guards came into the city and reported to the chief priest everything that had happened. After the priests had assembled with the elders and agreed on a plan, they gave the soldiers a large sum of money and told them, Say this, His disciples came during the night and stole him while we were sleeping. If this reaches the governor's ear, we will deal with him and keep you out of trouble. So they took the money and did as they were instructed, and the story has been spread among the Jewish people to this day. The eleven disciples traveled to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped. But some doubted. Then Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. The power that cannot be stopped. Um, What measures fail? In defeating Jesus' power. The first thing I want you to see is that deaths fail. Deaths fail. Verse 50 says, Jesus shouted with a loud voice and gave up his spirit. Verse 53 says that uh, many, well verse 52 and then verse 53 say that the bodies of the saints that were fallen asleep were raised. They came out of the tombs after his resurrection, entered the holy city and appeared to many. So, Deaths fell. Not just Jesus' death, but deaths of saints who had lived in that area around Jerusalem. They were raised up. The tombs were open. Now, this is one of those scriptures I wish there was more on because it would have been really fascinating to hear uh, these, these resurrected people come in and, and they, apparently they stayed outside the city until Jesus' resurrection and then came in and appeared to people and, and spoke to them about Jesus and his resurrection. But Um, What an incredible demonstration of power. Jesus cries out with a loud voice, gives up his spirit, and all these things start taking place. There's an earthquake. The ground is shaking. The sky has turned black. The rocks are are, uh, split. The curtain of the temple from top to bottom is ripped in two. Um, then uh, the dead bodies are raised, and all these powerful things are taking place. And the Roman soldiers gathered around and said, but we know something's happened here. This guy really was the Son of God, and they're scared to death. Um, deaths fail. Uh, isn't it amazing? You know, when you come to a graveside, um, it can be a place of no hope if you don't know Jesus. But if you know Jesus... You can trust God even in death. And that's what we need to do. 
Trust him with the, with the deaths, with your own death, with your own time. Uh, we were talking about fear uh, tonight in, in Stopship Training. And, uh, you know, there, there's an appointed day, I believe, for each one of us to go home and be with Jesus. And we're indestructible until that time comes. Uh, we can trust him with our death. And, and even in times of sickness, even in times where we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we know that he is with us. We don't need to fear. Um, Jesus has conquered death. Not only his own death, but even in the dying on the cross, he raised people from the dead. Lazarus isn't the only one that was raised before the dead, uh, before Jesus' death. There were others at, when Jesus died that were raised to give witness to Jesus' resurrection power. How would you like for Grandpa, who's been dead for 10 years, to come visit you? Uh, that must have been something else. Jesus overcame the power of death. Um, whatever sickness you may have cannot contest the power of Jesus Christ. Um, whatever disease may be out there. Sometimes we hear about chemical, biological warfare. Um, I remember taking the class for that when I was in the Air Force and and hearing about all the horrible ways you could die if you're exposed to this stuff. It was real encouraging stuff. Uh, but no matter what we face, there's nothing that can stop Jesus' power. And he's able to protect us even in those difficult times. I love the fact that Jesus, when he, he interacted with lepers, other people wouldn't touch them because it would make them ceremonially unclean. But Jesus would touch them and they would become clean. That's just the power he had. D disease had no power against him. He was so full of the supernatural power of God. He was God himself. And sickness and death could not stand before him. So deaths fail to stop his power. Trust him with your sickness and when you go through that valley of the shadow of death. But secondly, plans fail. Plans fail. Uh, if you look in verse 62, the chief priests and Pharisees gathered before Pilate. They're having a powwow. Uh, they're making some plans. Yeah, we heard what this guy said, Jesus. He said, after three days I will rise. And we don't want the disciples to come take his body and tell everybody that he's been raised. And so uh, what, we, what we would like to do, Pilate, is we would like you to set a guard at the tomb. And we would like you to seal the tomb so nobody can, can come and, and take the body until that third day. And so Pilate post the guards and they seal the tomb they make it as secure as they know how and then the angel of God descends to show that Jesus is not there the stone is rolled away again an earthquake and the guards are so terrified that they fall and become like dead men uh, all of the plans of the chief priests and Pilate failed I want to tell you something when people plan against you, trust God. It's, plans cannot stop Jesus' power and purpose. His purpose will prevail as we trust him and obey him. Um, there have been plans to take Jesus out of the national life of our country. Um, we had a, a, somebody share with us in Sunday school this morning uh, about a man from Connecticut that they met this past week and he was sharing with them about how God had been dealing with him about his lostness and about how um, he was having these horrible nightmares and everything. And, and uh, 
But he finally just surrendered to God. He put his trust in Christ and received Christ. But then he said, I was different, and I had this hunger for the Word of God and this hunger for a Christian life. And uh, he said, nobody around me wanted anything to do with it. So he said, I came south to Tennessee. <laughs> and he said, uh, he said, I found that there's a, a lot of, a lot of uh, Judeo-Christian influence here in Tennessee, and he, he's just enjoying being here. But I, I found it really remarkable because God was dealing with him in this place that was, was pretty much secularized, and, and it just reinforced yet again the fact that nothing can stop the power of God. It doesn't matter whether it's a Muslim country that, is, that has made Christianity illegal. Uh, wherever you go in the world, God can still work and he can still reach people with the message of Jesus Christ. Uh, the plans of men ultimately fail. They'd been plotting against Jesus, and, and then after Jesus rose and ascended to heaven, they were plotting against the church, but guess what? They couldn't stand against the church either. Uh, they, they told Peter and John, you stop preaching in Jesus' name, and, and uh, they had this plan to try to thwart it, but, but nothing they could do could stop it. And as Gamaliel said, you, you may find yourself fighting against God if you try to stop this, and indeed that's what they were doing. Uh, many of the priests came to faith, Acts tells us. Listen, I want to tell you, talk about plans that failed. They were planning to stop the purpose of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus. They could not stop it. They could not stop the gospel spread. Uh, it was powered by the almighty Savior, Jesus Christ, and nothing and not hell itself could stop what Jesus was doing. Plans fail when they're plans against Christ's purpose. So trust Christ. And if others are planning against the purpose that Christ has for you, know that he has greater power. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. Put your trust in Jesus Christ. Guards fail. Deaths fail, plans fail, guards fail. I, I mentioned about the guards. Look at verse uh, 66. They went and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone and setting the guard. I would imagine these guards were pretty intimidating. Uh, if, you, if you were trying to deter multiple people, uh, the guards, some people say it might have been as many as 16 Roman soldiers uh, guarding the tomb of Jesus. Talk about an intimidating display. Uh, somebody was telling me one time about a mission trip they took to Guatemala, and they said one of the things that impressed them is everywhere they went, there was a guard standing with an M16, and it just kind of made it dawn uh, on them just how different it was in Guatemala than it is in America. Uh, guards are meant to intimidate, and, and there are those who want to guard against Christianity. Uh, they, they will post a guard. They will, um, but I want to tell you something. The, the guards that, that try to stand against God's purpose cannot, cannot succeed. These guards fell. They were so scared and terrified. Uh, they fell like they were like dead men. They fell down uh, in terror. And by the time the women get there, apparently they've run for the hills. I, you know, it doesn't mention anything else about them. Um, isn't it amazing how God can set these guards on the run? You remember how Saddam Hussein uh, murdered many of his own people 
Uh, and I, I can remember before the first Gulf War the talk about the, the Republican Guard and how dangerous this Republican Guard was. And, um, and, and there was all this concern. And, and, and they dropped one of those bombs. I, I forget the name of the bomb, but it puts out these discs. It destroyed a whole tank division. And, and all the Iraqis just surrendered, buddy. Just seeing that, that was enough. They surrendered. Um, and then ultimately, when, when they captured Saddam Hussein, he was hiding in a hole. I want you, I, that's a great picture of the evil in this world that stands and tries to stand against Christianity and against Christ's purpose. Ultimately, it cannot succeed. Jesus' purpose will go forward. It's amazing to me, you look in China, where Christians are persecuted for their faith. Uh, you look in the Middle East, where Christians uh, are beheaded. Uh, I, I was reading in a book recently, um, there's a place in Mecca where they will actually, if you are, are uh, found out to be a Christian, they will carry you up to this place, and all day long they've got a guy with an axe standing there chopping off the heads of people who are Christians. Um, so uh, <laughs> they've, got, they've got their guards, but guess what? People continue to be saved in the city of Mecca because you can't put a guard on what Christ is doing. His purpose goes forward. And in the Middle East, it, there's just an explosion of people being saved throughout the Middle East. It, it's an amazing, supernatural work of God. God's purpose cannot fail. So trust Christ. When, when the people will try to intimidate you, uh, people will try to stand against you in doing what Christ has told you to do. Trust Him because His purpose cannot fail. Uh, the, the power that can't be stopped. What measures fail against this power? Deaths fail. Plans fail. Guards fail. Finally, lies fail. Lies fail. Look at verse uh, 13 of chapter 28. The priests have assembled and chief and the elders and so forth. They're talking with the guards. They say, say this. His disciples came during the night and stole him while we were sleeping. If this reaches the governor's ears, we'll deal with him and keep you out of trouble. So they took the money and did as they were instructed, and the story has been spread among the Jewish people to this day, intentionally spreading lies to try to thwart the Christian message and the gospel. <laughs> well, the lies fail. This one obviously fails. You've got these guards around this tomb, and they're claiming that while they were sleeping, the disciples came and stole the body. So all of these guards, if there are 16 of them, all 16 of them are sacked out in a deep sleep. By the way, how do they know if they're in a deep sleep that the disciples came and stole the body? And if one of them was awake, why didn't he do anything to stop them? You see, there's logical inconsistency here there are people telling lies all over this world to try to stop the work of Christ but they fall the logic fails and even the convincing lies one of the most convincing lies uh, when it first came out was the lie of evolution now guess what God has raised up people who are showing that evolution cannot possibly be true. Yeah, well, if you believe the Bible, you knew it wasn't true. 
But now we're seeing the reasons why it's not true. It's amazing to me how God will raise up people to be champions for the faith. Uh, William Lane Craig uh, was invited to come uh, to uh, Bill Hybels' church as when Lee Strobel was there. And um, he debated Anthony Flew. In their church, there was an atheist-Christian debate that took place. And one of the, one of the deacons came up to uh, Lee Strobel and he said, We are going to win this thing, aren't we? <laughs> you know, he's kind of concerned. Uh, but he did, William Lane Craig, the Christian, won the debate. But not only that, but years later, we hear that Anthony Flew has backslidden. He has now said, I cannot, with the evidence from science for design, I cannot any longer hold that there is no God. You see, truth just has this stubborn way of coming to the top, to the surface. And the truth about Jesus and the truth about the gospel is, is one of the most amazing truths. Um, the women see it, see it first. They go tell the disciples. But it says the women grabbed him around his feet and worshipped him. Um, the physical, bodily resurrection. Hey, how do you know he was raised? We, we grabbed him around the feet and worshipped him. Thomas, how do you know that Jesus was raised from the dead? Well, I put my finger into his hands and the nail scars and into his side. Uh, disciples, how do you know that Jesus has been raised from the dead? Well, we saw him eat. He, he said, come see Touch me, see that I'm not a ghost. How do you know 500 people that saw him as eyewitnesses that Jesus is alive? We all saw him with our own two eyes. We saw him ascend into the clouds of glory. I want to tell you something. There's evidence for the truth of Jesus' resurrection, and the lies of this world can't stop the gospel. I love the story about uh, the atheist uh, in, in Europe that proclaimed that within a generation, this was back in the 1800s, I think, uh, within a generation, Christianity will be dead. Within a generation, he had died, and they'd opened a Bible society in his house. I want to tell you, the lies of this world cannot prevail against God's truth. So sometimes I, I'm, I'm a little bit overwhelmed by all the lies that are out there. If you, if you open your eyes and you read some of the things that are out there, it is really amazing just how much the enemy has tried to generate to stop the gospel, and yet it continues to go forward. I want to tell you something. We serve an awesome, powerful God. The Romans couldn't stop him. The, the Jewish leadership couldn't stop him. And dictatorial governments couldn't stop him. I, I love the Russians. I heard this on the radio one time. Uh, this, they were interviewing this man from Russia who had been, you know, they'd been shut off from anything Christian. He said, the way, when we came to Christ, the way that we learned about Christianity was to read atheist literature, see what they said against Christianity to know what Christians believe. <laughs> and so uh, they were actually being discipled through atheist literature. Now, if you can't see the power of God in that, I, I don't know what it will take. But that's the God we serve. The gospel continues to go forward despite the efforts of men. Jesus said, all power, all authority has been given to me 
in heaven and earth. Go make disciples. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. The power that cannot be stopped is Jesus' power. He has all authority in heaven and on earth. And because of him, we can have confidence in our mission for him, reaching people for Jesus. We can have confidence in our ministry for him as we use our spiritual gifts, that he is with us, that he'll work through us, and that his power will achieve his purpose for our lives. That ought to encourage you tonight. Uh, we serve a resurrected Savior, and his power cannot be stopped. Trust him. And by the way, I think all of us are believers here tonight, but if there's somebody here that doesn't know Jesus, it doesn't matter what sin you've committed or what your past is or what your hang-ups are. There's nothing that the power of Christ can't overcome in your life. And if you'll surrender to him and put your trust in him, he'll save your soul and he'll set you free. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word, for the awesome, mighty power of our great Savior that cannot be stopped. I thank you that your purposes that you declared before the foundation of the world will be achieved, Lord. Uh, hell can't stop it. Uh, the, the leadership of this world can't stop it, Lord. And, and even our own weaknesses can't stop it. Our own hang-ups can't stop it. Lord, your power is...